Many are getting rich. Many are failing. And many have fallen in their faith. Learn how to become an overcomer in this end time through the anointed teachings of Pastor Ebenezer Okonifa. Pastor Ebenezer Okonifa is an emerging voice and a leader in this end time movement of faith. His message centers on faith, the Holy Spirit, and the realities of the new creation in Christ. He is a senior pastor of Overcomers Nation Church and president of Ebenezer Okonifa Ministries in Accra, Ghana. Become inspired, empowered, and enlightened as you listen to the life-transforming message of God's Word through His special servant. And now, today's message. Give Him a clap of praise. Give Him a shout of praise. And shout glory to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. We give God all the praise. We give Him all the glory for this wonderful time in His presence. Wherever you are, you want just lift up your hands to the Lord and tell the Lord, that Lord, minister to me today. Lord, minister to me today. Speak to me in a way that I will understand. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, just lift up your hands, lift up your voice, and just begin to speak to the Lord right now. Begin to speak to the Lord. Begin to speak to the Lord. The word of the Lord is for our instruction unto righteousness. The word of the Lord is our guidance unto glory. It's our guidance unto power. It's our guidance unto settlement. Come on, you lift up your voice. There's something that you need to know that you don't know yet. It is the Lord who guides you into that truth. Until the word of the Lord comes, our glory cannot be seen. He said, He called them gods unto whom the word of the Lord came. He called them gods unto whom the word of the Lord came. Hey, your glorious destiny is in the word of the Lord. John 10, 35. He called them God, on whom the word of God came. Ah, and the scripture cannot be broken. May you have an encounter with the scripture today. name of Jesus. Father, Father, whatever is broken in my life, use the word, use the stones of the word to mend them. In the name of Jesus, Father, by your word, fulfill destiny in me. In the name of Jesus Christ. 
Hallelujah. Give a clap of to the Lord and celebrate God. The word God bless you. Let's appreciate the choir. Let's kindly take our seat in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. We give God all the praise. We give God all the glory. John 10, 35, he said, For he called them gods unto whom the word of God came. The word of God came unto some people and they transitioned, they were transformed from being ordinary people to become gods. And the Bible says that, and the scripture cannot be broken. The scriptures are what gives you structure for rapture. And so the word of God comes to work in your life. You cannot fulfill destiny. And so tonight I pray for someone under the sound of my voice. May the word of the Lord come into your life with power. He said, and thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. Without the word of God, you cannot know where you are going. And many people are walking about in darkness, thinking that they are fulfilling something in life, but they are lost. Why? Because the word of God is not working in them. We are making decisions without the word. We are taking, making choices without the word. Oh, what a darkness it is that we are walking in. But I pray that tonight, the word of God will bring us instruction unto righteousness. The Bible says that for all scripture is given by inspiration. It is inspired by God. It is given by inspiration. And it is profitable for instruction unto righteousness. I pray that tonight let the prophets of the word come to you and to me in Jesus' mighty name. Precious Father, we are gathered one more time together in your presence under your mighty hand. I pray that Lord you minister to us. Anoint these lips of clay. Let them minister oracles unto you. I submit myself, spirit, soul, body. The Father, let your word have full course. Let your word have free course. And let your word be implanted in the hearts of your children. And cause us to believe. Help us to believe. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Open your Bibles quickly with me to the book of 2 Thessalonians chapter number 3, the verse number 5. Everything in the scriptures can be taught. There are many things that we need to learn if we are going to do well in life. And whatever instruction that God has given, it can be taught. It can be taught. If two people are to live together, they can be taught how to live together well. If a wife can be taught how to relate with her husband so for her to have the best of marriages, we can learn the, the, the various areas of life so that we can get the best outcomes. Similarly, how we relate with God also can be taught. Uh, just on this past Sunday, we uh, were ministering to uh, somebody after after miracle service, and I took the opportunity to teach the the protocol, the members of the protocol, and those who have been assisting me when I'm ministering to people, how you can minister healing, how you can minister deliverance, how you can minister miracles to people. It is something that you can learn. It is not just some strange anointing that comes up on the person and begins to shake. No. There is a way we can function in the spirit. There is a way we can operate in the things of God. And one of the things of God that every one of us needs to learn is to learn the love of God. And the love of God can also be taught. We can be taught how to love God. And it is of vital importance that we are taught how to love God. 
in the book of Deuteronomy chapter number 3, uh, chapter number 6. You read from the verse number 4, the verse number 5, by the time you hit the verse number 7, there is a mention of teaching. He said, Israel, the Lord, our, the Lord, our God is one Lord. What, since there's one Lord, what are we supposed to do? We are to love the Lord, our God, with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, he said, and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in your heart. So he speaks to them that this word that they should love God will be in their heart. When it has entered their heart, they are supposed to do something else. In the verse 7, he said, and you shall teach them diligently unto your children. What are they to teach their children? To love God. So the love of God can be taught. The love of God can be taught. And tonight, I'm sharing with you on the subject, loving the Lord promotes destiny. Loving the Lord promotes destiny. We need to learn how to love God if we are going to see God's, the manifestation of a glorious destiny in, in our lives. Many of us are walking around with assumptions about how things are supposed or how we are supposed to live our lives, but the assumptions are not real. The Bible says that there is a way that seemeth right unto a man. It looks good to the man. When the man considers the way, it looks like it is a nice way. It is the best way. But the Bible says that the end thereof are the ways of death. They are the ways of death. You can be living your life sincerely wrong. You can be living your life, let me repeat it, sincerely wrong. You can be going about certain things in your life, thinking that that is how things are supposed to be. But you see, you can be wrong. He said at the end thereof are the ways of death. Are you walking in the ways of death or you are walking in the ways of God? Are you walking in the ways of life or you are walking in the ways that, is going, that are going to lead you into a, 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 an evil outcome, an evil end? Many people think that they are very wise in life. For instance, you go, you see some of our politicians, they think that they are very smart, doing all kinds of deals and impoverishing the, impoverishing the nation, and they come out and they come and they, 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 they learn how to deceive people, and they think that they are being wise. But you see, one day, they realize that their folly is something that they cannot run away from. Glory to Jesus Christ. So we must learn how to live the way God wants us to live. And there's a way that he wants us to live and is a way of loving the Lord. In Second Thessalonians chapter 3, the verse number 5, which is my anchor verse for tonight. The Bible says that this is a prayer that Paul prayed for the Thessalonian church. He said, and the Lord directs your heart into the love of God and into the patient waiting for Christ. And the Lord directs your heart into the love of God. The Lord directs your heart into the love of God. When you start from the verse number one, you realize that Paul was telling them to pray for him, to pray that the word of God have free cause, to pray that the word of God produce results. And that is one of the prayers you need to pray for me as your pastor, that the word of God will come freely. That I will not stand in front of you at any point in time and it seems as though I am struggling with the word of God. Every time you should pray that the word of God will spread. That even our message is online in person. That the word will be abounding ever, ever more. Increasing everywhere. And being glorified. Have producing results. That we are sharing the word of God. Miracles are happening. This is a prayer that you need to pray for me as uh, your pastor. He said pray for us that the word of God will have free course and be glorified. 
glorified. And then he goes on to ask them to pray for his preservation. That God would deliver him from the hands of wicked men who know not the truth. Unreasonable men. For not all men have faith. Not all men have faith. There are people who are just looking for the downfall of men of God. There are people who for no reason they hate men of God. They hate the gospel. And they come in various ways, various forms, various sizes. It's the Bible that not all men have faith. Not all men have faith. Not all men have faith. And so from the verse number 3, he now sends the, pray, the, the prayer from them praying for him to him praying for them. So he says that the Lord will establish them and keep them from evil. So as I pray for you, that God will deliver you from evil, you also should pray for me. That God will deliver me from the hands of evil men. How many of you think that everybody loves me? Not everybody loves me. Some are looking for my downfall. Some are looking for my destruction. And Paul said that when you pray, God will hear you and will deliver us from those such people. Glory to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So he starts praying for them that will be established in the faith. That they will have confidence in the things of God. And the verse number 5, he prays for their hearts. As I'm sharing this word with you, I am praying for your heart as well. That your heart will not be directed into things of this world. That your heart will not be directed to selfish things. But that your heart will be directed into the love of God. There is something known as the love of God. Loving God is a promoter of destiny. Hear me? child of God. You want to see increase. You want to see blessedness in your life. There's no one who ever walked with God in the Bible and continually loved God that ever went down in life. There was no one who ended badly as a result of loving God. You look through the scriptures. Everyone who loved God desperately, punished, passionately, they turned out right. Things work out for them. Look at Abraham. God appeared to Abraham and he said, Ah, I know Abraham. I cannot keep things away from him. In Genesis chapter number 18, he said, For he will direct his household after me. He will direct his, his children after me. Why? Because God knew that Abraham loved him. He loved him so much to the point that he even decided to test him by, by asking him to give him his only son. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Now, Abraham so loved God that he was ready to give his only begotten son. So, Abraham loved God. At the end of the day, what happened? Abraham became the custodian of the promises of God. Nobody can inherit the promises of God without, be, without being connected to Abraham. Not only that, he became an heir of the world. God took the entire world and he said, ah, because you love me, take the world. Anybody who loves God receives an inheritance from him, receives supplies from him, is promoted in life. You can never be small if you love God. Listen, if you love anybody or anything in life, love God, number one. Your love for God should be hot, passionate. Your love of God should be real. God wants us to love him. Many a times people are battling with loving themselves and loving other people and loving things than loving God. Very dangerous because all these things will pass away. But loving God will promote you for eternity. 
Loving God will position you for glorious manifestations. Loving God is the very purpose of us being alive. Look at the life of Joseph. He had an opportunity to go and sleep with his master's wife, Potiphar's wife. And he said that I will not sin against God and I will not sin against my master. I was sleeping with his wife. He said, my master has kept everything, has put everything in my hands except for you. So the man, the reason why he did what he did was not because he was not tempted by the woman, was not because he did not find her attractive, it was because the love of God was in his heart. He saw God above everything. I pray for you and I pray for myself. May the vision of the presence of God become paramount in your heart and in your mind. May you constantly be aware of the presence of God in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God, the love of God. When you love God, your focus is on Him. At the end of the day, what happened to Joseph? He, he became an inheritor of an entire nation, a land where he was not a citizen. God took the whole nation of Egypt and He handed it over to Joseph. Why? Because He found him somebody who loved Him, somebody who was worthy to receive. Such a blessing. He promoted him from level to level. First, from being the manager of a household, he made him a manager of an institution. What is that? Promotion. His destiny was being promoted. The Bible said that when uh, Joseph was sent to a prison, he became the manager of the prison. He had favor in the eyes of the prison warden, and the prison warden handed over the entire prison to him. Can you imagine that? You were sent to a place to be trapped by the place. Now you are the controller of the entrapment. Why? His destiny had been promoted. He had the testimony that he loved God. When God saw that his love was so hot, he promoted him from being a, 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 a manager of an institution to become a manager of an entire nation. At one point, not only did he manage the entire nation, he managed the world. Because when there was a hunger and famine all over, all the world came to Egypt. And it was not Pharaoh who was dealing with them. It was Joseph. Joseph. Loving God will promote your destiny. Loving God will promote your destiny. Another case study we can look at is David. The man loved God. His words, he said, I love the Lord. The man himself made a bold confession. He said, I love the Lord. I love the Lord. I love your word. The man said, I desire to be in the house of God. He said a day in the house of the Lord is better than a thousand elsewhere. He loved God. He loved the house of God. He was passionate about God. He was passionate about God. What happened to him? He moved from being a shepherd boy. God promoted him to start serving in the, in the house of the, of, the, of the king. He moved from the desert to the, the, the palace overnight. Why? Because his love for God was real, was deep was deep and was strong. He was, his, his level changed. Why? Because of his love for God. Eventually, God promoted him and gave him the entire nation of Israel. The man became the king of that nation. How? He loved the Lord. Even up to the time he wrote the book of Psalms, chapter number 8, he said, who am I? What is man? The man had a certain passion and acknowledgement and appreciation and honor for God. And that was the secret to him rising up. God himself said, ah, he is the apple of my eye. The man knew how to love God. He wanted to praise God all the time. His story was one of someone who loved God. Solomon. Solomon saw promotion in his ministry as a king because he loved God. First Kings chapter 3 verse 3. And Solomon loved the Lord. He offered sacrifices. 
boom, God appears to him and shows him the secret by which his life will change. When you love the Lord, your, your destiny will be promoted. I pray for unusual promotion over somebody right now. Receive unusual promotion. How? By loving the Lord. Lift up your right hand and say, Lord, help me to love you. I can say, Lord, help me to love you. He loved the Lord and Solomon loved the Lord. I am seeing a new writing with your name over there. Ah, and Victoria loves the Lord. Oh, and Benedicta loved the Lord. And Obed loved the Lord. As you love the Lord, I see promotion coming into your life. I said, I see promotion coming into your life. Turn your heart away from being deceived by any other thing and love God. Love God. When you come to God, it's not just about what God will give you. It's because you love Him. There are people who know how to pray more than worship. When it's time to worship, they are not able to flow. But when it's time to pray about their needs, but when it's time to worship, then they are yawning. They are yawning. You see, one of the things that show that you love God is even your reaction to His words. There are people when it comes out, let us deal with the witches in our family, demonic afflictions, you see them firing. Now, and when they start hearing, they just sit down and hear the word of God. Oh, they start dozing. They become disinterested. Their minds are all over the place. Even you can see it on their face. You can see, you see your love of God must be worked upon. You must love God. You must love God. When it comes to come to church, what is your attitude towards God, towards the house of God, towards the things of God? They are all markers of how much you love God. And when you love God of a truth, listen, that is a secret for your promotion. That is a secret for your promotion. Nobody can promote. The Bible says promotion does not come from the east, the west, or the south. But the Bible says God is a judge. He lifts one up and he pulls one down. Who does he lift up? Those who love him. Those who love him. I'll show it to you from the word of God. He lifts up those who love him. Why must we teach on loving the Lord? Why is it so important that I must spend time to teach the church? Number one, when you study the Bible in the Old Testament, you realize that there is much emphasis on the people loving God. In fact, it was a commandment in the Old Testament. You don't know chapter 6 verse 5, we just read it. He said that, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all your heart. How much of your heart? All your heart, all your soul, and with all your might, meaning with your spirit, with your soul, and your body, you must love God. Every part of your being must be immersed in loving God. Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse number 12, as Moses was admonishing the people, he said, And now Israel, what does the Lord your God require from thee? It is a requirement. He said, Hear the Lord thy God, and to walk in all his ways, and to love him. And to love him, and to love him, and to love him. Deuteronomy 10, verse 12. And to walk in his ways, and to love him, and to serve the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul. To love him. He requires it. He desires it. He wants it. He appreciates it. When you love him, God sees it as though you are serving him. Like giving somebody cake. Because the person has, 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 is celebrating their birthday or something. God sees our love as something to be enjoyed. Something to be desired. He wants us to love him. Number two, you look at the judges, various leaders. These were leaders of Israel in the Old Testament before the king, the kingship was established. And the judges also encouraged the people that you need to love the Lord your God. 
Joshua was a judge. He reminded the people to love God according to the commandments of, of, of Moses. And he himself tells them in Joshua chapter 23, 11, that take good heed therefore unto yourselves that you love the Lord your God. He encouraged the people that this is the secret to your prosperity, that you love the Lord your God. Today I'm here to tell overcomers nation and anybody willing to hear me that you should love God, protecting yourself or taking heed to yourself or looking out for your good is to love God. It's to love God. It is not self-preservation. There are some people who are trying to protect themselves so much to the extent that they, 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 they move away from the certain things of God. Saying that, hey, if, if, if I come to church in the evening, I have to go to work in the morning, and so I'll be tired. Oh, sister, brother, you are turning the thing upside down. You are turning the thing upside down. Jesus said that he that loveth your life will lose it. Oh, I have a business contract to do, and so I cannot come to church. I have a deal. I have something to work on, and so I cannot come to church. I cannot do the thing that God has asked me to do. Very soon, that thing that you are chasing, it will disappear, and you have nothing left. I had a story of one rich man. He started when he, he started coming to church and God started blessing him. And God blessed him so much. He had a huge company, a lot of cars, a lot of cars. Oh, Basha Tanabra. And so because of that, he started having meetings. A lot of meetings got very busy. Now started even scheduling some of the meetings on Sunday mornings. Whenever the pastor calls him, hey, brother, you are no longer coming to church. Oh, pastor, it's a business. Oh, it's a business. God is blessing me so much. Now, I'm not even able to come to church. I'm not even able to come to church. Oh, before long, things started going wrong in his business. Things started going wrong in his life. He lost everything. And one day the pastor was there. He said, the Pastor, um, I had a prayer warriors meet on Friday. I want to join the prayer warriors. <laughs> he became a prayer warrior by force. Uh, and as he started coming, hearing, and listening to the word of God, his love for God re- revived. When his love for God revived, the blessing of the Lord upon his life also revived. May God revive your heart of love in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Look, in Psalm 31 verse 23, you see the psalmist also talking about loving God. He said, Oh, love the Lord, all ye his saints, for the Lord preserved the faithful and plentifully rewarded the proud doer. Look at that. He said that we should love the Lord as his saints. As the saints, he says we should love the Lord. The psalmist in his songs tell us, they encourage the children of Israel that we need to love God. And these are written for us as well. That we should love the Lord. Are you a saint of God? Your duty is to love him. Your duty is to love him. Why must we learn about the love of God? It's because of what I said earlier. God seems to preserve a special area of his faithfulness to those who love him. God shows his faithfulness to those who love him. It is not even there looking for God to do something, looking for God to do something for them. But God seems to leave, reserve a certain part of his faithfulness for those who love him. Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse number 9. He said, Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, who keeps the covenant and mercy with them that love him. And keep his commandments to a thousand generations. Look at that. He said he keeps his faithfulness, his covenant keeping aspect, his message to them that love him and keep his commandments. Because loving God is loving and keeping and obeying the word. 
Anything you do outside that, brothers and sisters, is not love. It's not love. To love God is to keep his commandments. But hear what he says. He says that he's faithful. And how does he display his faithfulness? He keeps his covenant. He's a covenant keeping God to them that love him. God is a covenant keeper. But he does not keep the covenant to everybody. It is those who are faithful and show him love. He says that his mercy will be upon them. If you love God, Look, we are getting to a generation where we have a lot of transactional Christianity. Many people are coming to God and they are just, uh, uh, oh, so I give my tithe and then I receive certain blessings. And so it becomes as though it's just a give or take affair. There's no real love or passion in the things that we do. So you see us moving from place to place just because we are looking for a certain miracle or a certain breakthrough. And that becomes the reason why we are moving here and there. That becomes the reason why we are serving. God. It is not bad, but it is not the best. It is not the best. Paul says that there are three things that abide, faith, hope, and love. Faith is you seeking for the hand and the power of God. But he said that the greatest of these three is love. It's love. If whatever faith can do, love can do even more. But when faith does it, it may, it may not be perfected, but when love does it, it is perfected. It is perfected. It's perfected. You, we must get to the place where we give to God, not just because we are looking to activate the giving principle, but because we love God. Because we love God. Because we love God. When we realize that our giving is being affected because we are not receiving anything, know that it is, it is our love that is being affected. Now, all of a sudden, we start to calculate with God. Hey, am I, is the tithe, and then you get into a whole lot of things. You say, oh, I, I don't, I, I don't think, I, and then we give a lot of argument. Oh, my first fruit, um, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, we give a lot of excuses. We give a lot of excuses. We give a lot of excuses. What is being, what is, uh, what, the thing that is wrong is our love. Is our love. When you love God, you get to a place. I remember some years ago, a brother told me, he said, I've gotten to a point that when I give, I don't give because I'm expecting God to give back to me. I give because I love God. Because I love Him. Because I love Him. And that is a place of maturity. A place of spiritual growth. A place of spiritual excellence. Where God is not just a transactional God, but He's a God that we are in a relationship with. And so we, we relate with Him from the point of love. From the point of love. Touch somebody beside you and tell the person, love the Lord. He will be faithful to you. Nehemiah repeated this same principle about God reserving faithfulness to those who love him in Nehemiah chapter 1, the verse number 5. He said, Oh, I said I, and said, I beseech thee, O Lord of heaven, God of heaven, the great and the terrible God that keepeth covenant and mercy for them that love him and observe his commandments. He repeats the same thing that Deuteronomy, uh, that Moses said in Deuteronomy. Because they have realized that it is a principle. The psalmist also said it in Psalm 145 verse 20. The Lord preserved all them that love him. But all the wicked will he destroy. All the wicked will he destroy. But he will preserve those who love him. Listen, as you go from now to the end of the year, the Lord will preserve you. The Lord will protect you. The Lord will secure your job. The Lord will secure going out and your coming in. Why? Because you will love him. Somebody say, I will love the Lord. 
Daniel in his prayer in Daniel chapter 9 also repeated the same ideology. He said, and I prayed unto the Lord God and made my confession and said, O Lord, the great and dreadful God, keeping covenant and mercy. Did you see it again? Keeping covenant and mercy. Is it, if I, I were you, I went to spend time to learn about this covenant and mercy dimension of God. Keeping covenant and mercy to them that was love him. And to them that keep his commandments. To them that love him. You want to go, you want to experience the covenant keeping God. You want to experience the mercies of God. He's showing us the key. Love him and keep his commandments. What do I say? And what? Keep his commandments. That means that keep his word. Decide that you are going to live your life by the word of God. How are you living your life? How are you living your life? And listen, it does not matter your age. Somebody said, oh, well, when I grow up, I'll start living by the word. No. The Bible tells us in Deuteronomy 6, 7, I shared with you already. He said, teach them to your children. Teach them to your children. God considered it so important that he thought even the children should learn how to love him. The children should learn how to love him. Who are the children? When you said the Greek, it is starting from toddlers. Toddlers, they were to write it upon their doorposts, put it at banners over their head, wear it as a chain around their neck. They were to learn to love the Lord. So even the children were supposed to love God. That is how important and how serious the commandment was. I pray for somebody, irrespective of your age, let your love for God be kindled again. Let there be a stirring of the heart of love in you, in the name of Jesus Christ. He said they should love Him. He keeps Special faithfulness towards them. Special faithfulness towards them. Jesus taught us something in the book of Matthew 22 verse 35 to 38. And he tells us that to love God is the first and most important commandment. Certain lawyers came to him and said, Master, what is the greatest commandment? Jesus said, it is to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy soul, all thy mind. This is the first and grace commandment. So any other commandment that you are following and you have not started following the love of God, it has no work. It has no work. That is why faith worked by love. Faith inspired by love. Oh, I've heard that God is doing miracles over here. So I believe I've heard the testimony. No, it will work to a certain point. Beyond a certain point, you realize that it is not working. Why? Because God does not want you focusing on his hands. He wants you focusing on his hands. What are you relating with? The heart of God or the hands of God? The heart of God or the hands of God? Love God. His power is real. But you see, all of his power is a byproduct of his love. For God so loved the world that he gave us his only begotten son. What greater miracle is this that is there than God becoming flesh to save humanity? That is power beyond measurement. Power beyond understanding. God put on flesh and he died. My God, how can God die? How can mortality, immortality put on mortality? I thought it was mortality that was supposed to be cloaked by, cloaked by immortality. But he reversed the equation. Why? Because he was motivated by love. He was motivated by love. Nothing can cause a man to do certain things, certain weird things than love. Love, it can drive you to any, uh, any length. To see certain manifestations. We must love the Lord. Tell somebody again. Please love the Lord. Make it a passionate appeal, appeal to that person. Tell them to love the Lord. 
in the New Testament, you see the church also being encouraged. I'm trying to let you understand why we must teach on the subject of the love of God. It is a relevant theme in the Bible. This is a teaching subject. That's why I'm giving you so many scriptures. I almost always give you many scriptures. Hallelujah. But especially teaching subjects. In the New Testament, the church is commanded and inspired and encouraged to love God. First Corinthians chapter 16 verse 22. He said, if any man love not the Lord Jesus Christ, let him be anathema maranatha. Do you know what that means? It means that at the coming of the Lord, let him be accursed and condemned. Why? Because they refuse to love the Lord Jesus. This, the reason why people are going to hell is not because they are doing bad things. It is because they have refused to believe in Jesus. And to believe in Jesus is to love Jesus. They, if they have refused to love Jesus, if any man love not the Lord Jesus Christ, let him be anathema maranatha. So, what is it telling them? You must love the Lord. You must love Jesus Christ. You must love the Lord. Jude one twenty one. This is the encouragement that Jude also gives. He said, keep yourself in the love of God. Maintain yourself in the love of God. And I'll tell you why before we close this meeting. I'll tell you why that he makes that passionate appeal. Luke one twenty one. Keep yourself in the love of God. Keep yourself in the love of God. Looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. That's talking about the rapture. The coming of the Lord. But then the important focus over here is that the way you can maintain yourself for the rapture, the way you can maintain yourself in purity, holiness, in faith, walking in the will, the precepts of God, is by loving Him. Oh my God. Somebody's faith is being stirred up because you are loving the Lord. As I'm sharing the word of God with you, may the Holy Ghost stir up love for God in your hearts. I said, may the Holy Ghost stir up love for God in your heart. In the name of Jesus. Why? The next point is very important. Ah, I finished talking about why we are supposed to teach about the love of God for these seven or eight reasons. Uh, but it takes the Holy Spirit to love God. Nobody can love God without the Holy Spirit. That is why God sent him as the first uh, custodian of our salvation. He sent him into our heart. Romans chapter 5, the verse number 5. And hope make him not ashamed. Why? Because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by who? The Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost which is given unto us. So, if you are a Christian, you have been given the potentiality to love God passionately. If you are not loving God, it's your fault. If you are not loving God, it's what? It's your fault. You have just decided not to walk in the truth because he says that he has shed enough love in our hearts so that we will not be put to shame. And love make, and hope make us not ashamed because the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts. For hope to have its results, for hope not to bring shame, we must have the love of God. And he says that the Holy Spirit has put it there already. Galatians 5 says, he says that faith worked by love. So hope and faith. Remember, he told them in First Corinthians chapter number 13, that these three things remain. Faith, hope, and love. The greatest of this is love. Now he's telling us that hope makes no ashamed. Why? Because of love. And then in Galatians 5, he says that faith works by love. So which one is the greatest? Is it faith, hope, or love? I said, which one is the greatest? Why? Because the first two are dependent on the last one. Are dependent on the last one. May hot love enter somebody's spirit right now. May passionate love enter somebody's soul right now. May it possess your body. Even as you are hearing the word of God. In the name of Jesus Christ. 
we must make a decision to love the Lord. He said, keep yourself in the love of God. Meaning, it depends on you. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy soul, all thy heart, all thy mind, all thy strength. He tells us that you are to love God. So it depends on you. The instruction is to you. God will not, cannot come and cause you to love him. What he has to do, he has already done. Giving you the Holy Ghost, putting it in your heart. Now it is up to you to make a decision that I want to love God. I want to love God. I want to show, I want my heart to flow in appreciation of Him. I want to develop that desire. Develop that desire and begin to act on it. When the Holy Spirit puts the love of God in our heart, that God makes us sensitive to God and to His will for our lives. Romans chapter 8 verse 15 says that we have received not the spirit of bondage again to fear, but we have received the spirit of adoption. Whereby we cry, Abba Father, Abba Father, Abba Father. The word Abba is a word of intimacy. In Greek there are different words for Father. There's Abba and there's Pater. Whenever Abba is used, it's talking about intimacy. It means that the child has a closer fellowship with his father. He does not just call him father. He calls him that my dear father. My father whom I love. That my father whom I treasure. My father who is my all. He called him Abba Father. This is the exact cry of the Holy Spirit in our heart. Galatians chapter 4 verse 6. So that because you are sons, he has sent the spirit of his son into your heart. And what is the spirit crying? Abba Father. Abba Father. It is a a word of intimacy, a vital relationship with him. Nobody can call him that except that person has a love for him. It is just interesting that the only other person in scripture who calls God Abba is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, Matthew chapter 14, verse 36. And he said, Abba Father, all things are possible unto thee. Jesus called God the Father, Abba. And yes, he loved the Father. He had a relationship with the Father. So him telling us to love God is just to be like Jesus. It's to be like Jesus. You cannot manifest the fullness of Christ without loving God. Oh, somebody, your love is rising up now. I say your love is rising up now. I say your love is rising up now. Say, Holy Ghost, tear up my love. Look, when you love God, tear up by the Holy Ghost. Oh, you are not ashamed of God anymore. You can you walk by, on the road. You are holding your Bible. You are not ashamed. Nowadays, people are using uh, uh, digital Bibles to 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 to, to hide the, that they are, they are ashamed of Christ. They have Bibles. They say, oh, I, I read that Bible when I'm going to sleep. What about walking on the street to let people know that you are associated and acquainted? Listen to me. Why is it? You know what? One of the reasons why we use uh, we give marriage people rings is so that when they go out, they are not ashamed to let people know that they are married. They are not ashamed to let people know that they are married. Imagine you go to a party and you are going to a party with your, your spouse and then you don't want to associate with your spouse. And everybody, who's that woman? Oh, she's another woman over here. Oh, who's that man? He's another man over here. Is that going to produce a pleasant feeling? No. So imagine you are a Christian and you don't want anybody to know that you are a Christian. You can post everybody. You can carry everybody. You want to be associated with, I went to, I went to St. Augustine's College. I went, I went to that school. <laughs> you are proud of that school. But you cannot go to that school. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. You are proud of everything. Oh, I went to KNUSC. I went to, uh, my, 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 my is from a foreign university in London. You see, you are proud to be associated with 
what about being proud of being associated with God and with Jesus Christ? That is what we all love is. Recently, I saw on one of our pages, one of my uh, former class uh, schoolmates, and he was complaining about the fact that <laughs> he went to a market, and he saw a market woman, and she had used her college club, and she had used it to, she was using the carrying. The guy bore. He bore. He said, he went to threaten her. And said, if you don't take care, I'll call her up sooner and we'll come and harass you right now. The woman removed the thing. Look, after over 10, 15, 20 years leaving school, that guy is still passionate about school. And he's passionate to be associated. That is love. That is love. And he said that we should go and get some love that will arrest people with you. We use our clothes for fishing. <laughs> Look, that guy is he's proud of the school. He's proud of the college. He's proud of the maker of men. <laughs> Why would we not be proud of the maker of life and the creator of the world? We must be passionate. You see, if you are in a place and people insult Jesus and you don't get angry and you are like, and then you say, they don't believe you. You should feel some passion in your heart. Passion in your heart. They speak about it against the church. They speak against your pastor. They speak against your, the, the things that, that God is doing. And then and you are laughing. It is a sign that you are complicit. Complicit. A man who does not love the wife, anybody can talk about the wife, he doesn't care. He doesn't care. But he said, when you love God, you will not sit down with people to malign the name of God. And he said, oh, they've not mentioned my name. So that's it. No. Then you love God. Then you love God. Pa, pa, pa. Glory to Jesus Christ. And from today, get ready. And you pa. Tell somebody pa. My God, my God. When you love the Lord. You have to love God. When you love God, it will promote your destiny. Hey. I'm telling you. They are in trouble after today. Because I've seen that some people, the only part of the message that they have heard is pa. Glory to Jesus Christ. Someone say pa. You pa the devil like never before. Hallelujah. Somebody shall pass. (laughs) Glory to Jesus Christ. When we love God, we are sensitive to the things that pertain to God. Jesus was sensitive. That's why Jesus said, hey, anything I sin against the Holy Ghost. No, 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 no. It's not permitted. It's not permitted. You say, you you cannot be associated with my father. The man was passionate about his father. If you love the Lord. What are some of the benefits of loving the Lord? Psalm 91 verse 14 to 16 aligns a number of benefits. He said, because he has set his love upon me. This was uh, the writing of the psalmist. He said, because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. And I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Listen, if you truly love the Lord, you will be delivered from number one, falling Sicknesses and the power of that, that of the, the, the evil, evil powers, evil spirit. Deliverance is your portion. Is that because he has loved me, 
Therefore, I will deliver him. He will deliver you from falling. Is it a preamble to this scripture? He spoke about a thousand shall fall at your side, ten thousand times. Only with your eyes will you behold every one of the wicked. He spoke about deliverance from pestilences, from sicknesses, from evil spirits that fly in the daytime and in the noontime, and the powers that operate in the moon. He was talking about all kinds of calamities, and he said that when you set your heart to love God, He will deliver you from them all. I see God bringing deliverance to somebody. Look, no matter what has been planned and purposed against humanity. You shall escape the attacks of the enemy. You shall escape the plans of the wicked. Look, anybody who truly loves God can never fall. Even if you backslide, God will bring you back. Case on uh, case study or case on point, David. The man he slept, slept with Bathsheba, but the man was had the heart that was broken for God. Yeah, when the prophet came and used, uh, used a wise way to tell him his sin, the man did not even defend himself. You see, when we are defenders of our sin, we, are, we don't love God. Yes, you, when you sleep, the secret is to have a heart of remorse and go back to the Father and say, Father, restore me. I cannot continue going like this. I cannot continue wallowing in this, in this, in this space that I am. And God will bring you back. Anybody who truly loves God, no matter how far you go, somewhere, somehow, you find your way back. You find your way back. What is he doing? Delivering you from falling. Delivering you from demonic attacks. Delivering you from uh, satanic operations. Delivering you from sicknesses. Oh, yes. God will preserve you from sicknesses. God will preserve you from diseases. Attacks on your physical body. After all, he said, I love him with all your might. How can you love him with your might when there's no strength in your body? Ah, I see someone receiving new strength into your physical body. Listen, your blood will serve the Lord. Your bones will serve the Lord. Your muscle will serve the Lord. Your heart will serve the Lord. Your liver will serve the Lord. Your kidneys will serve the Lord. Your eyes will serve the Lord. Every part of your being will serve the Lord. And so God will preserve them in health and in strength. In the name of Jesus Christ. Look, when you love God, you don't fall sick. Sickness, when they try you, it is not able to stay. It is not able to say, you must become passionate about the love you have for God. Sickness, no. A thousand times no. A thousand times no. What again did he say? He said that he will he call on me and I will answer him. Speedy answers to prayer. Speedy answers to prayer because the thing is that it's, it's a bedroom discussion. It's a bedroom discussion. When we pray by faith, it works. But when we pray by law, it works even better and faster. Faith worked by love. Benefits of loving the Lord. Number one, deliverance. I've told you what you'll be delivered from. Number two, speedy answers to prayer. Number three, honor. That is value. Respectability. You receive respect. Somewhere, somehow. Yesterday I was at in a certain institution and then uh, everybody was making a lot of noise. Everybody was complaining about one thing or the other. And then I, I, I said casually, it, it, what is written is written. All of a sudden the, the, the coordinator of the uh, reverend has spoken. Everybody quiet. What is written is written. <laughs> and I was even saying it as a joke. I didn't even, I was saying it under my breath. I wasn't saying it for anybody to hear. But you see, because of the premium, uh, there was uh, I, I was in a group and was supposed to be uh, taught by a certain um, a certain uh, colleague, and so uh, apparently the guy is a very hard guy. He can he can he can mess you up, but somewhere somehow every time he's very cool and lenient to that group. Later I went to find out he said that 
is the cause of the reverend in the group. <laughs> I cannot show my true colors. I was in a meeting and I saw him display his true colors. I said, hey, I'll about that. And I said, wow. Somewhere, somehow, because of the love that I have for God, even where I thought I should not be regarded, God has lifted me and given me a name. Giving me a name. Somewhere, somehow. Respect. Why? Because you love God. Don't worry about trying to make a name for yourself. Let God make your name for you. Let God make your name for you. He said you honor him. You honor him. You honor him. Number four. Long and satisfactory life. There are many people who are living long and they want to die. Because there is nothing in their life to show. But if you want to have a long and a happy life. Full of good things. A satisfied life. A life where you see. You are going to die. No, 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 no. When you are there, long and sad, they are my children. Have this is the baton handed over to you. I'm leaving to a better place. I've done my part. Now continue. But there are some people that have no part at all. <laughs> some even die and they live liabilities. I told you that when you are dying, make sure you don't leave any death behind. Pay for your own funeral before you go. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. Don't die and leave a burden for people. I pray for someone under the sound of my voice. You will not leave burdens for people. You will leave blessings for them. Receive that grace now. I said, receive that grace now. He said, with long life will I satisfy him. And I'll show him my salvation. I'll show him my salvation. Number five, faith that produces miracles comes to those who love God. And hope make it not ashamed, Romans 5 5, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. Hope make it not ashamed. You don't enter into shame. Why? Because the love of God is directing you. The love of God is operating in you. Roman, uh, Galatians chapter 5 verse 6, give me amplified version. He said in Christ, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision availeth anything, but faith which worketh by love. That is King James. Now give me the amplified version. Therefore we are in Christ Jesus. We, for if we are in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything. In other words, nothing matters. Only faith activated and energized, and expressed, and working through love. So, your faith is able to produce greater miracles. Why? Because you are full of love. Because you are full of love. Because you are full of love. Oh, I remember the case uh, of a studying young lady full of so many demons. So many demons during an all-night service. All of a sudden, the demons were activated, and the woman, the little girl, no, it was a girl, was running towards the preacher. The protocol was saying, hey, we're trying to stop. He said, let her come. As soon as she came, he held her. Look lovingly into her eyes. All of a sudden, the crazy look in her eyes just disappeared as the demons left her. She was totally free. Why? Because one man of God showed her love. 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 Love works miracles. Love works miracles. Build your love. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. When you have love, faith is a byproduct. Faith is a byproduct. But if you love me, you will know me. If you know me, you will believe in me. So, love God causes our faith to work. If you want your faith to work to produce greater miracles, who, who is ready for greater miracles? Who is ready for greater elevation? Then your love must be hot. Your love must be helped. I see God stirring up somebody's love. I see God stirring up somebody's love afresh. Oh, say, I love you, Jesus. 
Say, I love you, God. Say, help me to love you more. Yeah. I see God stirring up your love again. Fresh and vibrant love. Oh, you are not, there's not the love that easily gets tired and gets offended and get, and, and is pushed here and there. No! You see, learn to love God personally. A personal relationship. At that point, you see, nobody can affect you. It's not a pastor, it's not your friend, it's not a member, it's not another, another church member, a brother or sister. Nobody! 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 No husband, no wife. Nobody! When you love God, you become very conscious of being sensitive to God. The Bible says, grieve not the Holy Spirit. He asks yourself, Holy Spirit, what am I, am I doing? Is it grieving you? Maybe you forget about it. Later you sit down, you realize to come back to your mind. If it doesn't come to your mind, you should know that your, 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 your passion for God has gone down. He said that, and because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Shall wax cold. What does waxing cold mean? It means that losing passion. Losing passion. Losing passion. Losing passion. Faith works by love. Faith works by love. Faith works by love. You need to stir up your love. Pray to God about it. Work on it. Go back into God to go out in meditation and begin to stir yourself up again in fresh and vibrant love for God. Number six benefits. The last one I'm sharing today. There are many benefits, but this, I want you to know these six for today. The fullness of God. The fullness of God. The full load of God is available to those who love God. God does not, you see, hmm. The Bible calls something the manifold wisdom of God. Amplified version calls it the many sided wisdom of God. Look, not everybody sees God in fullness. And so, if you study his work with the children of Israel, he showed himself at very, to them in, in various forms at different times. So, there are people who know God at one side, and they don't know God at the other side. But there is something known as the fullness of God. The full load of God. The full load of his power, his glory, all the benefits that are associated with God. It is in the fullness of God. In Ephesians chapter 3, 16 to 19, the Apostle Paul talks about it. Remember some time ago, Apostle Paul said, I'll come to you in the fullness of the blessing of the gospel. What will give him the effrontery to say that I am coming with a full load of the blessing that the gospel presents. He knew he carried a fullness, not a part. He did not carry part of it. He carried a full load of it. Full load of it. Full load of it. I pray for someone under the sound of my voice. It will not be a partial experience of God that you manifest the full load of God. At that point in time, even your shadow is healing the sick. Did you realize that Jesus asked Peter, he said, Simon Peter, love it thou me. He said, Lord, you know I do. Love it thou me. You do, you know I do. Love it thou me. The man loved God. He said, if you love me, feed my sheep. Feed my flock. Feed my sheep. And the man went straight ahead to doing that. It got to a time, even his he shadow Makatai. The Bible said they lined up the sick. They lined up those who have been deviled by the road. So that even the shadow of Peter, who has the passes over them, they were made whole. This is a man that loved God, the supernatural. He carried a full load of God. The Bible spoke about Jesus. He said he's the one that the Spirit was giving without measure to him. Look, you can experience certain aspects of God, but there is a place known as the fullness. And I pray that you and I 
We are going to get into the place of the fullness. We are going to get into the place of the fullness. We are going to get into the place of the fullness. Someone say the fullness of God. Say Holy Ghost. Give me the fullness of God. There is a full load of God. The complete package is available. Power and personality of God. He said in Ephesians 3, 16, that he will grant you, he was praying for them, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you be rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the length, the depth, oh God, I wish you understand this, the breadth, the height, that means that all the dimensions, the four dimensions of God, he said, and to know the love of God, that word know is from the Greek word genosko, it's talking about a full knowledge, a full revelation of the love of God, beyond human understanding, he said, which past that knowledge, how can you know something that past knowledge? The second knowledge is gnosis, uh, physical knowledge. There is a knowledge of God's love which is beyond human understanding. There's a knowledge of God's love which is beyond uh, what the physical senses can measure. He said that as to know the love of God, as to genosco, have the full comprehension, uh, the full package of the love of Christ, which surpassed human knowledge. How? Because you must be filled. He said that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Can I pray for someone under the sound of my voice? May you begin to comprehend what is the length, the breadth, the depth and the height of the the love of Christ. And may you receive the fullness of God. Be filled right now with the fullness of God. Oh, when you are filled, hmm, overflow. When you speak, power begins to manifest. Wherever you go, Rabbi Shaka, you are not just a career of the presence of the power. You are not a career of the presence. Oh, you are not a career of the presence. God is raising a generation that will not just flow in the power of God, but there will be manifestations of the presence of God. There will be manifestations of the glory of God. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for what the presence of God was with him. Oh, accent for God was with him. Why? Because the man loved his father. When you love, when you love God, God deposits his fullness in you. He deposits his fullness in you. He deposits his fullness in you. In John chapter 14 verse number 21, begins to teach them about the love of God. He said, he that has, he that has my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me, that loveth me. He said, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my father, and I will love him, and, said, and I will manifest myself to him, the fullness. I will manifest men who are there. I will reveal myself to him. You are not seeing God. Oh, you want to see more of God. You want to see more manifestations of God. He said, loveth me. He that loveth me, my father will love him and I will love that person. And I will manifest myself to him. In Judas 
said unto him, not the Iscariot Judah, look how is it that thou will manifest yourself unto us and not unto the world? Because the world does not love him. God does not owe it to manifest himself to people who don't love him. But for those who love him, he reserves a special faithfulness for them. He said, why will you reveal yourself to us? I thought they need you more. He repeats the answer and says, ah, Jesus said, if a man loves me, he will keep my words and my father will love him and we will come. Is that not the fullness of God? Is that he, Jesus Christ, and God the Father, they will come to that person. <laughs> that is where people enter your house and they don't experience humanity. They experience God. I remember years ago, somebody came to my room oh, back on campus and she was burning with fever. She was sick in the body. She said, man of God, pray for me. I said, why? I said, I'm so sick. I feel like I'm dying. I said, you will not die. Just lie on the bed. As soon as her head hit my pillow, she fell asleep. She slept for two hours. When she woke up, all the fever was gone. All the pain was gone. All the disease was gone. And for the first time, she had a dream and she saw Jesus appear to her in her dream. When you carry the presence, the fullness of God, even your clothes your clothes it is to those who love him brothers and sisters it is about love listen when you it's, it's, no wonder he said that he weighs the heart he weighs the motives you may not be perfected in the way you speak your English you may not even be doing all the right things you may not even but God knows your heart God knows how much you love him if you love him you will keep his word you will desire for his word even when you make an error you go by and say father I have missed it then all the fullness of God will be made manifest to you all the fullness of God faith is good love is better faith is good love is better that will love the Lord our God. We'll love him above all else. He'll be the number one in our heart and in our mind. Oh, He says in this last days, this is the warning that the Lord put on my heart to share with you. Because iniquity will abound. They said the love of many shall wax cold. Matthew 24 verse number 12. It was cold. It was cold. The passion will go. Now the things that we used to do and we are so vibrant about it. We are no longer vibrant. Everybody's love is under attack. Everybody's love is under attack. He said in First John chapter 2, I think the verse number 15 said, love not the world. Oh, he said, he that loveth the world. The love of the Father is not in that person. For all those things which are in the world, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. Listen to me, brothers and sisters. The enemy has released so many things that want to replace the love of God in our hearts. Shall we sit down and let these things take away our love for God so that we'll miss his manifestation? Ah, today I stand on your behalf and on my behalf. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way. But we shall love the Lord. He said, For all that is in the world, and the last thereof, it passed away. It passed away. But he that abides in the Father shall abide forever. Everything is cheap nowadays. Pornography is cheap. Zest is cheap. Uh, all kinds of lies 
achievement, insults achieved, anger, a lot of things are not being accepted today. But today, there's a message for us. That as we love God, as we love God, as we love God, no matter how, how badly we are falling, the Lord is picking us up again. I said the Lord is picking us up again. I said the Lord is picking us up again. That is why he said in the book of Revelation, that I'll go back to your first love. Go back to your first love. He was not talking about uh, your, your first girlfriend. No, he was talking about your love for God. Your love for God. Go back to your first love. The love of God is so important that God will always be telling us that go back to the first love. Go back to the first love. The first love where you had that passion for God and you are willing and ready to stand for Him. He says He wants to manifest His fullness to us and in us and through us. But we must love Him. Oh, we must love Him. We must love Him. While the days when we come to church and we put up our phones, we will not watch WhatsApp. We will not watch any other thing. While the days when we are not interested in what other people are wearing, we are only interested in hearing from God. While the days when any time we have to make a decision and somebody presents an offer and say, oh, let's go and pray about it to do what God will say. Where are the days? Where are those days? Where are those days? Well, those days when prayer, oh, was the primary engagement of all those who call themselves Christians, who always wanted to know what the will of God is, who are asking that, what is your will? What will you have me do, Lord? Where are those days? Now gossip and other things are taking the place of God. Oh, we make our decisions based on what we have seen ahead from other people. We make our choices based on what we have seen on social media. We make our, 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 our we we take decisions and we, we we make choices based on other things. And God is saying that I have something to tell you. If you just listen to me, if you just listen to me, our hearts are full of fear. Our hearts are full of doubt. Our hearts are full of confusion. Our hearts are full of uh, uh, trepidations and inconclusive thoughts. Why? Because we have not spent time in His presence. We have not desired for the place where He is. We have not desired for the place where His glory dwells. Our love. We have spent all our time chasing things and not chasing the one who is the maker of the things. Loving the Lord is a promoter of destiny. Look, when you love God, it enters into your bones like a fire. Oh, that is it. When you, when you become discouraged and you are not able to function anymore, just because of challenges of life, brothers and sisters, it is not your faith, it is your love that is, uh, is, is being affected. If it was your faith, you, then you should never have received any miracle. But you have received miracles before. Sit back and remember, you have received miracles before, so your faith was working. Why are you the way you are? Your love is there's an attack on your love. And it's so subtle, if you are not careful, you don't know it. You don't know it. You don't know it. The things that we esteemed before, we don't esteem them anymore. We don't esteem them anymore. We don't esteem them anymore. Those days, even for a, a lady to dress and to expose any part of her body, she will feel, we feel that there's something wrong. But now, oh, oh, it's not a sin. Oh, this is worshiping God is in our hearts after all. It's our love. It's our love. Our passion for certain things. You see, the thing must not be a sin for it to be something that you avoid. It must be something that your father says don't do. 
Don't do. Don't do. That some of us, the father says that we shouldn't go to certain places. One man of God said that the father said that he should never watch TV. He's watching TV a sin. Is it a sin? But because of the love relationship that they have, the father can give him specific specifications. Specific specifications. Tell us if you are, we listen to the father, we realize that he will even change the way we dress. Not because the way we are dressing is bad, but maybe he wants to, he wants to create a brand out of you. He wants you to start with maybe flowing garments or whatever. He wants to start, he wants to give you a story which is specific to you. The love of the Father. The love of the Father. Today you want to talk to the Lord. The Lord help me to love you. Help me to love you. Help me to love you. If there's anybody who wants to pray that prayer, I want to just go your feet and then close your eyes and talk to the Father right now. Talk to the Father. We have just one minute to pray. One minute to pray. One minute to pray. One minute to pray. The Father, help me to love you. Help me to love you. Help me to love you more. Yes, lift up your voice and talk to him now. Lift up your I don't know what you have heard. But this, for me, is a prophetic meeting where the Lord is speaking to our hearts. Some of us, God wants to raise us up as the biggest givers. But our hearts are full of fear because we are looking at the economy. Some of us, God is looking at raising us as the biggest preachers. Oh, but we are not listening to him. Some of us, God is looking to do certain things in our lives. Help me to love you. Will you lift up your voice and talk to him? We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more inquiries, visit our website, www.ebenezeropolipa.com or call 0546-36-3957. God bless you.